Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Person and they're quick and painless. Go to lowtcenter.com now to book your appointment online. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. You ready? Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, here's Justin Eggery and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% Held on by the shortstop, Silva, on the other side of the base. Borfin swings and drives the pitch to deep center field. Back goes Nunez. He's at the wall. That's out of here. Chase Borfin, straightaway center field. A two-run go-ahead homer. The first base hit for the Razorbacks today puts them in front. 2-1 pitch. The other way for Jared Wagner, a deep drive to right. Davis going to watch it go. Out of here. Back-to-back home runs. Yeah, I mean, offensively, there was a few of our guys that just didn't have a good tournament. You know, and maybe they're tired, maybe... I don't know. You know, some of them are first-year guys and at this level, and you know, it just didn't happen. Again, you can also give credit to some really good pitching we faced. I mean, Santa Clara is one of the better teams we played this year. I mean, that is a very good team. So we played four games here against them, two against them, two against TCU, and you know, we we faced some good arms, but it was frustrating because I feel like we're a better hitting team than that. Um, but. You know, it's just a combination of everything. And I think today, honestly, just a little tired from yesterday. Swings are a little slower. Uh, just just not quite there. All right, we welcome you in today. And we've all seen a little better days. Razorbacks fall short in the... NCAA Regionals falling yesterday convincingly once again to TCU. Horn Frogs riding that wave. And the good news for them is they're going to ride it all the way back to Fort Worth. They're actually going to host Indiana State because of an oddity uh, in their neck of the woods up in Terre Haute. But the Razorbacks baseball season has come to an end, unfortunately. And a great run it was, but it is over a little prematurely from what most of us expected. But uh, you got to tip your cap to TCU, and I'm sure we'll do that today in addition to Talking about what went wrong, but uh, it's a really good baseball team and, frankly, just a better team this week. So many emotions right now. First, you know, there's disappointment, uh, anger because the season's over. Uh, The way it went down, you know, I want to lash out. How in the world is TCU a two-seed? It it sent to the the number three overall seed. You know, to me, TCU is one of the better two seeds out there. Why weren't they sent to, like, the 15 seed or the 16 seed, to Alabama, you know? To where there's a little balance here, you know, when you're all said and done. TCU's a really good team, and they proved it, and they hit the ball really well. Their pitching's coming along. That's probably overshadowed a little bit how good their pitching is. When you look back at uh, their most recent games, we kept talking about how they hit in double figures and runs scored in six of their last seven games, but yet they were pitching the ball pretty good, too. Right. Um, they're a good team, and uh, I just feel... Almost, almost cheated that the season's sure. over because it shouldn't be over. That Arkansas was too good for this, and I hate that TC was placed in their region. But it goes back to regionals. They do try to keep, and that's not fair for the teams in the South because eh. there are more good teams in the South. And if you're going to do a regional and you're sending good teams, you're you're wiping out some of the teams in the South. There's a bit, there's a mixed bag of that though. You know, there's 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 regionals that are regional. And there are regionals that have teams oh, from all over the LSU, world. LSU, yeah. Oregon State. But, well, but why also, did they get Oregon State? They also have Tulane, which is right up the road. So yeah. it, it, they do a mixed bag. I mean, it is it is good and bad, and, and there is no perfect formula. You're right. I mean, TCU ended up being a very hot two seed, and it's unfortunate for Arkansas. And it's not just Arkansas. I mean, look at Oklahoma State. They yeah. had a good team. They get sent Oral Roberts, probably the best four seed out there. Yeah. Is that fair? Should Oral Roberts been sent 
to Oklahoma State? Shouldn't be no. afraid of any four seeds, all right? Or Roberts is no ordinary four seed. Yeah, you know, TC is no ordinary two seed. It looks no, like no, they're too. not either. Yeah. Anyway, it's a, it is. I, I feel sh- a little short changed. I'm not mad at all at the program, and it just look the injuries became too much to overcome. The the lack of pitching because of that in part. But then you th- you think about like a most recent injury. You know, it went all the way to the very end, right? Where Peyton Hole gets this yeah. weird back spasm thing. And he can't go, and he's been a spark plug for your team. And you have to shuffle things around. You got Cali playing out of position, and he did fine. But that's a play, you know. Yesterday we got the high chopper, where maybe Peyton Holt makes that play. Heck, I think Cali probably makes that play most of the time. He just yeah. got it on a bad hop, and it was just. Uh, I mean, you can only overcome so much, and it seemed like every hurdle they cleared, and they kept going until the very finish line, and then they tripped over that last hurdle, and they couldn't quite get to the finish line. So. I'm with you. I just wanted more baseball. I wanted to go to the Super Regionals yeah. this week, and I wanted to go to the College Worlds. Hell, I may go to Omaha anyway. I really, I'm serious. I may go up there anyway. It was such a great experience last year, and even if you don't have a dog in the fight, it's an incredible deal. There's a ton of great restaurants. There's a bunch of fun little bars. It's a great environment. I mean, it's very family-friendly. I was thinking about taking Maddox up there and just let him experience it. Mm-hmm. It would be a lot more fun if Arkansas was there, but... Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I feel a little short-changed. It would have been another fun weekend uh, in Fayetteville this weekend, and certainly you would have had a great shot, I think, against Indiana State with your yeah. pitching back on schedule. No. You know, and the, I go back to the first loss against TCU. If they win that game and then they got Brady Tiger going against TCU in the championship game, I feel good about the chances. Yeah. I mean, because TCU is a great hitting team, but... Tiger was he was on man he was sure. pitching really well and it just that well that you had was Hunter Holland game. Hunter Holland could have thrown some too I mean you were in pretty good shape you could have gotten that last game no I felt I would have felt great in a two, if best of three well, I guess really anybody out there I, I think they'd have had a really good chance to win that uh, I, I was talking to a former Razorback a friend of ours this morning about the whole uh, issue with Hagen Smith and I, I hope we get him on tomorrow I don't know he felt like uh, man that. TC was sitting on it. They they knew what was coming. It it just for the first time all year, teams were pounding Hagen Smith, and the stuff wasn't bad. It made him wonder too. Maybe there was something going on with tipping some pitches out there. And uh, I want to ask Hagen if he if they know if if that was the case. I didn't see anybody they didn't hit well, so I I have a hard time believing. Hagen that. was much better yesterday, no doubt. I mean, he was stri- I mean, the slider they were swinging at yeah. as bubba told us the other night they weren't sli- they weren't swinging at the slider it was like they knew it was it was coming and they were just spitting on it you know they weren't attempted to swing at it yesterday that was his swing and miss pitch i think he threw it a lot closer to the zone too there were a lot of them that were out of the zone that they didn't go after and chase yesterday or the, to game two games ago so I don't know. I I just I'm not a conspiracy theorist. So I find that you that's not really a conspiracy. That's just baseball. Yeah, I don't know. I just I don't think after all year long, somehow TCU magically figured something out on Hagen Smith tipping his pitches. I just don't buy it. Anyway, all that aside, it doesn't matter. It's over. Uh, Jay Sporfin's going to join us today, and we. I mean, I'm assuming I'm working on the under the impression that he will not be back to Arkansas next year. We're going to ask him about that. He will, you know, and we'll start looking at roster, you know what's left. I mean, there are a lot of key guys that are coming back next year, but there are a lot of key guys who are also going to be gone after this season. And so we'll talk about that. But again, and I heard the morning guys mention this at the end, in today's world, not only for baseball, every sport, it's almost impossible to know. you got a number one recruiting class. You also know they can basically mine the portal however they choose to. But at the same time, you don't know how many of these guys are coming back. And then also with your incoming freshman class, how many of those guys are going to go professional versus coming to Arkansas? So, I mean, a guy like, uh, you look at like a Peyton Stovall, who easily could have made a case to go professional immediately as opposed to coming to Arkansas, maybe in hindsight because of some of the issues he's had with his injury this year, would have done things differently. But, I mean, this is going to be a good roster, a good nucleus coming back next season. And they do have, John Neighbors and I were talking about this last night, by the way, kudos to John, did a great job up in Fayetteville covering the regional and at the SEC tournament, but there is a lot of pitching that is coming back. And these guys got some, you want to talk about taking your lumps as some young guys, they learned a lot of valuable lessons this year, and there's a really good nucleus coming back next season. And then you also, and I mentioned Cody Frank. We hadn't, I hadn't talked about him in a while. I mean, he's a guy yeah. that's coming back next year. I don't know what uh, some of the other guys who have been dinged up or didn't get much experience will do, but I would think that uh, they'll have a good good team come back. No, and you start with Hagen Smith on Friday night and uh, Brady Tiger on Saturday night. I mean, that's that's a nucleus right there. That's a one-two punch that uh, every SEC team, every college team would love to have. Yeah. I mean, that, Hagen Smith's first-team All-SEC pitcher, and and Brady Tiger has got All-SEC stuff. So that's that's a great start right there. Mm-hmm. You think about Gage Wood. You know, he, he's back. You know, the experience he yep. got. Parker Coyle. A lot of those, uh, you know, freshmen that uh, I think are going to be they're going to be good pitchers for Arkansas. And then the the recruiting class, uh, Coach Van Hoy. 
Cohen said that he knows it's going to get raided by the Major League Baseball draft. Sure. But then the transfer portal, and Arkansas has hit on the portal uh, now two straight years. Van Horn knows what he's looking for in the portal, and they're going to continue to get great players because the word is out. It's just like Musselman. These players want to come to Fayetteville and play for uh, a team like Arkansas and have a chance to play in front of those fans. Two of the key guys this year for TCU came from other Big 12 schools, and that has been certainly um, mentioned many times during the broadcast over the last few days. And I saw one of the players from Mississippi State is going into the portal, a guy who had a good season this year. So that's the kind of thing you'll be looking for, I'm sure, for Dave Van Horn. Obviously, it's going to be based on need to some degree, and there'll be a couple of positions they're certainly trying to upgrade, I would think, through the portal, if not the freshman class. Dave Van Horn, as usual, giving some love to his opponent, very respectful of TCU. How could you not be after the performance they put on in the regional, not to mention the three games where they just pounded Arkansas every single time out? Um, they're just good, you know. I mean, the one in – I throw the one in Arlington out the door, you know. I mean, they beat us 16-6. to We beat Oklahoma State 18-3 to the next day because they made us mad. It was early. You never know. But <laughs> we saw the talent. Now, the ones here, uh, you know, they they whipped us yesterday because we didn't get off to a good start on the mound. And they, they just are swinging the bats extremely good. Today, um, you know – I think Adcock gave us an inning fighting it behind in the count a lot and I thought I thought Hagen Smith pitched great today, you know, coming off of getting ready for a game, mentally pitching yesterday, throwing thirty six pitches and he just pitched lights out. And I think if he'd probably tell you, you made one mistake and that was on the O two pitch to the the hitter the single up the middle. Uh, other than that, uh he was awesome and a uh, really talented guy, and we got to take care of him. And, you know, he probably could have gone out another inning or two, but we didn't feel like that would be very smart on our part. So um, what do I think? I just think they're really good at every position, and they have a lot of pitching depth, and they're playing really well right now, and they're playing with a lot of confidence. Um, you know, if they play like they did this weekend, they're going to be hard to stop by anybody in the country, maybe Wake Forest. you got to applaud Dave Van Horn. This was a do-or-die game, and his ace is dealing for the most part, and they decide not to push him too deep. You know, There are people who still talk about that Charlie Boyce performance and, and how many innings he threw in a, in a regional, and they decided not to ride Hagen quite as deep into the day, and I don't know if he wanted to stay in there or not, but obviously he did what he could. I mean, look, mm-hmm. we, we were asking for a few guys to go a few innings, right? And you got a couple that did and obviously a couple that they couldn't hold down that TCU offense. Yeah, it felt like that last inning, he, he gave everything he had. Hagen Dick, you remember that was a leadoff double. He walked the next guy. Um, he got the bunt uh, that moved the runners over, and then he uh, he was able to get the job done and shut the door with a, a couple of ground balls. I guess they did score on that ground ball to second. It was hard hit. I thought actually it was going to be a two-run single, but it hit. they hit it right at the second baseman. So I felt like he was done at that moment yeah. just for the number of pitches and back-to-back days. So I think it was right call. Absolutely. I, I go back to the first inning. Absolutely, 100%. First inning, bases loaded, the crowd is into it. you got a chance to take control of the game, and, and you come away with one one run. Yeah. And that's just and to me, that's a lift for Oklahoma State. That's a win for them. They're going for TCU. To the, uh, for TCU, they, they're going to the dugout thinking, hey, you know, we're good. Yeah. We just survived that. I will say, though, I was a little bit buoyed when I saw the bottom half, but I, I felt the same way. But they did have a chance to get themselves in some trouble in the bottom half, and they escaped that okay. But, yeah, when you've got mm-hmm. bases loaded and, and you don't have any outs, you absolutely cannot settle for, for one run. So that, that did kind of set the tone for the day. And I think we all thought the same thing. It's like, uh-oh, that's a missed opportunity. And you just can't do it. Happened in the second inning. I mean, they, did, they just did not get timely hits throughout the right. matchups with TCU. They only had three hits yesterday. There you go. Didn't I mean, get any hits, let alone timely yeah, hits. Yeah, that's the problem. And We're going to talk to Jace Borfin about this at the bottom of the hour, too. So I don't want to spend the entire first segment talking baseball. We could, obviously, but we'll get back to it here in just a few minutes. So let's move on to a couple other things, too. Um, this related to baseball is that the Supers are now set. So number one, Wake Forest is going to host Alabama, Texas, and Stanford. A&M could not get over against Stanford. Not really a very competitive game there. You've got two matchups that include SEC teams on both sides. you got LSU-Kentucky and Florida-South Carolina. Tennessee's got Southern Miss. Southern Miss got through against Penn. Yep. Was that the game? Yep. It's an interesting matchup. That was a very competitive game yeah, until the end. Duke, Virginia. So you got a couple of ACC teams going at it. Hmm. Oregon, Oral Roberts, Indiana State, TCU, and of course those who missed the caveat there. Indiana State, in addition to uh, 
hosting the Special Olympics. I guess they've got some other events going on in Terre Haute this weekend, and they're not going to be able to host. And it is awful for them because this is a, I don't want to say it's a once in a program history opportunity, but you're not going to get very many chances to host a super regional where everything falls right if you're a school like Indiana State. It's just, you know, it, it came to where they hosted the conference tournament last weekend. Then they hosted the regionals this weekend. They said many of the people, the volunteers, the workers, they're going to be working for the Special Olympics this weekend. And then some others that would have normally worked for them, this would have been the third straight weekend of working, and they're done. They're, they just they don't have the staff. They don't have uh, a lot of the things necessary to put on a regional, a super regional, plus the hotel rooms that are necessary for the fans and for the players and the coaches. So they made the decision. you got to give them credit because some schools may have said, we'll, try to, we'll work this out, right? Yeah. We'll, we'll put players in dorms we'll put coaches in dorms we'll do what we have to do sure. i thought they did the took the high road and said we can't do it and now their team's going to have to go to tcu yeah and it's not just the, the disadvantage of playing on the road against a team that's red hot it's just it's just a missed opportunity i hate it for them oh. i don't have any dog in this fight i don't care one way or the other you know as a guy who roots for arkansas certainly i'd love to see tcu win the whole thing now and be like well at least you lost to the champions <laughs> But I do feel bad for Indiana State. That's just a missed opportunity for a school, you know, mid-major. So it's a it's an unfortunate deal. I mean, we're disappointed we don't get to go to Fayetteville for the Super Regionals right. because it's so much fun. Can you? And we've done this time after time. You know, imagine what it would be like for the first time yeah, for Indiana State. Thank you, a sixty-five-year-old, seventy-year-old Indiana State baseball fan who grew up has gone to the game. Your season ticket holder, and you're like, oh my gosh, we get to host a Super, and then all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, we're going to what? Fort Worth. Yeah, that's a bummer. Did you hear what TCU fans are doing? Uh, they're uh, they've created a page. They're taking donations to donate to the Special Olympics of uh, Indiana State or Indiana, boy. whatever the group that is, because they 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 realize what's happening and um, they're trying to to make something positive out of this. They're not for taking them, any, for Indiana State. They're not taking any for granted. They're going straight to trying to help their karma out. Uh, <laughs> Christian, let's talk about question of the day today. It is related to the World Series and then. Um, or excuse me, to the Supers, and then we'll talk to uh, talk to Jay Spore for the bottom. I do want to mention the other huge story of the day today, which involves professional golf, but what's our QOD today? Our question of the day today is, how many SEC teams make it to Omaha? Two, three, or four? Mm. Guaranteed two, Will. That's why we started the question there, because you get, that's good news, bad news for the SEC. You're guaranteed to get at least a quarter of the field <laughs> in Omaha from your league, but it also would have been kind of cool to have it spread out where they didn't have any SEC teams facing each other. I will say, though, again, when I see you know the limited participation of the ACC at this point, they got the second most teams in, and they've got two ACC teams facing each other. I feel a little bit better about it. What do you think? Uh, I guess I'll go three right in the middle. I go three. I think Tennessee d- does beat Southern Miss. Uh, Alabama's going to have their hands full with Wake Forest. But yeah, they'll be the huge, a huge underdog. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, Alabama's road tested in the SEC, so going to Wake Forest and playing in front of their crowd. Here's what I'll say about Alabama. I, w- them. I wouldn't bet on them. Especially if I'm the manager. <laughs> exactly. That was my point. You certainly won't inside the state of Alabama. No. Uh, I'm with you. I like Tennessee to get through. And yeah, I think three's the number. I don't think there's really any question. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Alabama's got a one in fifty. Oh no, seventy-five, a hundred, one in eight, one in one in ten. Maybe. I'd be curious to see what the odds are. We'll have to check that out. Wake Forest is good. Yeah, they're really good. Yeah. Um, okay, the other big but, news is real quick. Yeah, hey, for the second, this could be the third straight year a team, the number one overall seed, yeah. not getting out of the uh, super regionals. Tennessee last year, Arkansas the year before. Yeah, and both were big favorites. Yeah. So don't count it. Count it out. Yeah, I don't see that. No, I don't think so. Uh, okay, so the other big news is that this is completely out of left field, to use a baseball term. So Live Golf and the PGA Tour, along with what is basically the European Tour, are all going to come together in one big organization, which will be largely backed by Saudi money, I assume. But they decided that fighting the fight wasn't worth it anymore. So all the litigation that was going on between these organizations is no longer intact. They're pushing all that aside. I don't know how long this has been going on, but I'm sure there's a, a period of time they've been working on this behind the scenes. Maybe that's what Jack wanted to talk to Rory about after the memorial was over. He said, I, we needed to get together and talk. Maybe that's what he was talking about at the time. Well, you remember Rory backed off his stance big time about two weeks ago. Sure did. And so some people are wondering if he had heard that these discussions were going on, and that's why he pulled back. Yeah. 
Well, those who were on board with the uh, the Live Golf, and I wasn't one of them, that's fine. I heard, you know, there's a lot of people, a lot of self-congratulatory conversation this morning for those who didn't think it was a bad idea and talking about capitalism, this kind of thing. Look, I, don't, I understand guys who are at the end of their career or guys who don't feel like they're going to be able to compete again at a high level. Heck, that might include Rory McIlroy. Maybe he should have chased the money. I mean, he hasn't won a major since 2014. Mm -hmm. But my thing was, for people who were pissed at the PGA for fighting back against this tour, to me, they're stealing your players. They're creating a rival tour, what was going to be a rival. It never even rose to the level of a rival tour. It just turned into a golf money pot for these guys who chased the money. And again, I don't even begrudge them for that. I understand it. But it's to me, it's silly to think the PGA Tour should have immediately gone, oh, yeah, we're cool with this. If there, was a, if there was an organization that was stealing away the best players in the NFL and creating a new league that was backed by Saudi money, I don't think people would be happy about it. My biggest thing was I want to see those guys play. You're not going to watch them play. I mean, no offense to the CW. I wasn't going to watch them play golf anymore. This is the best thing for everybody for them to come together, but I never thought it would actually happen. So that's my biggest thing was um, don't get mad at the PGA Tour for getting mad for somebody creating a rival league, and I don't like not being able to see guys like Brooks Kepka and Dustin Johnson playing golf anymore. Even DeChambeau, who we like to root against sometimes, mm-hmm. it's good to have that guy out there. It's good for the mix. You no, know, it's great to see him hit a bad shot and get mad. We yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. It's enjoyable to watch some of these guys, even if you don't like them, you like to root against them. I mean, I'm not a Mickelson fan, but I like to watch because sometimes he does some crazy wild stuff and hits some bad shots, and sometimes he hits spectacular shots. Well, he's still relevant in the mix. I don't know how much more he's going to win big tournaments, but he's certainly good enough to play at a high level. We've seen him be in the mix. He won a major last year. Yeah, there's that. So I I think it's great. I'm happy. I I mean, I'm excited to have these guys back and to get to watch everybody play golf again. I've told you the story when I went over to Memphis last year. It was just weird seeing guys trying to be the top 50 uh, on the PGA Tour, and some of them I've never even heard of. And and you go back and you look at the quality of field, it had been impacted by these guys leaving and going to the Live Tour. So now they're coming back. I just, you know, the question is, how's all this working? You know, who's in charge? Are Are they working together? Are they going to be a cohesive unit? It? That's not the way you know the business world works. Somebody's got to be well, running does. things, right? Yeah, when you have a merger, somebody's going to have to be put on top. But you, it does happen all the time in the business world. You have a merger of two right. major corporations. But it's not 50-50 or... In this case, 33-33. Who's going to be running things? The PGA Tour should run things, and the should. Saudi guys should be welcomed back in, and their money should be welcomed in as purse money because that's what makes it attractive. But to me, the PGA has a proven track record of drawing appeal, mm-hmm. working negotiations with television. Con- uh, this just in, the PGA Tour hasn't had a TV contract with the CW that I'm aware of. Uh, so Now, admittedly, they were in existence long before CW was ever a thing, but... It is, uh, to me, it would behoove them to let Jay Monahan and the folks over there run things. Yeah, I agree. But there are certain ideas, like the whole player team concept coming to the PJ Tour. I don't think that'll well, happen. It's happening. That's part of this. Every, right? but not every tournament. It's part of it. That's what I read this morning. I don't that, mind a team event. That team or, concept was coming to the PJ Tour. I'm like, whoa. I don't mind some team events, but certainly they're not going to sign off on every. I think because the, the average PGA fan who watches PGA golf looks at this as an individual sport, and you don't want to have to worry no. about any of that nonsense. It's yeah. all it's all baloney. I mean, we're not... And are, are they going to play three rounds or four rounds? I assume they're going to go back to four rounds. It's funny to me, too, all these guys that were like, oh, you know, we want more time with our families. I guess that one extra day at a golf course is just way too much. Uh, I bet they're going to sign off on it because they're going to be more socially relevant. There's going to be additional money for them, too, when it comes to endorsements because they're on TVs and they're in living rooms every weekend. And I heard this morning, too, that there, there, are, there are more concessions being made. That They're not going to have to play as many events. That, that's fine. That's, I don't even have an issue with that. Like, I don't need you to play no. every event. I want to see you at every major. I want to see you at, you know, and, and a good number. But, I mean, I, I think it was 15 or whatever the number was. I don't care about that. Most people, I think the average fan of the very casual fan doesn't care. There's great golfers every week. And you're going to get a mix. Some guys are going to miss these these tournaments, and some guys are going to miss these mm-hmm. tournaments. It'd be great if they could coordinate it where it's like, okay, look, Rory's not coming to this one, but you know Brooks Kepka will be there, and Phil will be there, or some of the other stars. I mean, it, there are tournaments though, a lot of times where you don't have that superstar yeah. cachet, and I understand why the tour would not like that from a TV standpoint. I wonder now if the number of cards will expand. 125 PGA Tour cards. Now you got all these players coming back. But there's not that many, right? How many guys are on that tour that 54? are legit? Is there Live? that many? Yeah. Right? 54? Yeah, 54. And so, well, I mean, that's 54 spots. Now, not all of them would, would be on the PGA Tour, but many of them would. 
Yeah, I didn't see anything about the details of it other than the fact that they came together. I didn't see on how it was going to work. I, I don't know where you got the team stuff. I didn't see that, but I will uh, I will go ahead and concede Fast that and you did. Fast saw this information coming out. Yeah, and I mean, we'll have a lot more detail coming for. I mean, that was the end of the press release, was all parties will work in the months to come to finalize terms of the agreement with details to be announced in due course. It's like there's still a lot that's unresolved that they realize that them fighting is not the right answer for anybody. Chase Borfin on the other side of the break. Let me get Jake in here real quick, and then we'll uh, we'll hit our break. What's up, Jake? Hey, good morning, Justin. Good morning, Wes. <clears throat> Christian. Hey, I wanted to get in for stuttering Nancy Mike did and says fire Dave Horn because, look, I'm proud of this team, man. And you guys left off a name, that let, and this dude left everything out there with Will McIntyre. Man, that guy, I mean, he, he, he gave everything he had throughout this regional, and you can't ask for more. We just ran into a buzzsaw. Yeah. My thing is, I don't under I, I don't understand why, after the second Grand Slam, I don't understand why that guy, Trey Williams, got pitched to one single more time. I would have intentionally walked him every single time, both games. Trey Richardson, around. yeah. He was on fire. He had well, a good I mean, game. Richardson, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. As, as far as the golf thing, man, I don't really have a problem with it. <clears> I actually hope it brings more money to the PGA because remember the old PGA commercials that say, you know, these guys are good. Well, they are good. I mean, they're, they're, they're on such a level that, that no one hardly can reach that I believe they should make more money for even finishing 35th place in a tournament or whatever. I mean, to be able to, to play on that tournament and, and or play on that tour and play in that tournament, I, I think their prize money should be more than what it is. Hmm. Look, at the, look at the Club Pro from a couple weeks ago or whatever in California. And I mean, he made three hundred seventy-seven grand, which is fun. He gets to play in another tournament. And that's awesome. But, more, more than one. I mean, I just compare it to other athletes. Yeah, but I compare it to other athletes, and I'm like, that's chump change. Yeah. Look at some of these contracts and stuff. Golf is so, golf's I, unique. I, thing. I hope. I, yeah, but I hope the money comes in. And uh, one last thing, Justin, off base, real quick before I let you go. Uh, I was listening to, of course, I always listen to Morty Mayhem, and I listen to you guys. Um, I, I'm dead serious about this. If they will pay for it, I will get a Morning Mayhem freaking, uh, what you call it? Tattoo? tattoo? On air. Uh, huh. uh, a Mount Rushmore Morning Mayhem tattoo on air, live on air. Wow. Well, I'm sure they'd be happy to do that, Jake. I, I'm you sure. pass that along? No, <laughs> David Basil's still looking for his keys in here, so, uh, yeah. I got you. Yep. Jake says he'll get a tattoo, David. Okay, good. Okay, I'll good. Mount Rushmore. He's I will get the Mount Rushmore. <laughs> All right, very good. All right, hey, you guys have a good day, man. I Thanks, appreciate Jake. It. Appreciate you. We're back in a second with Jay Sporfin. Brought to you by Fence Brokers. One last time this season. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> Listen each Monday when Morning Mayhem's Justin Moore tests your Razorback knowledge with Razorback Trivia, presented by Capital Smokehouse and Grill, downtown Little Rock's go-to lunch spot. Sports Center. Arkansas baseball saw their season come to an abrupt end on Monday afternoon. The Hogs fell 12 to 4 to TCU at Baumwalker Stadium in a game which they had to win to force a final game in the regional. Arkansas took a 4 to 2 lead in the bottom of the fifth inning thanks to home runs from Jace Borford and Jared Wegner. After that, TCU outscored the Hogs 10-0 the rest of the way. The Frogs played Arkansas three times across the 2023 season. They went 3 and 0 in those games and outscored Arkansas 50 to 15 in those three contests. The Hogs end their season with a 43 and 8 record, the 14th season in which Dave Van Horn has won at least 40-plus games. TCU was supposed to travel to Terre Haute next week to take on Indiana State, but the Frogs get to host the Sycamores due to logistical issues. I'm Josh Neighbors for the Buzz Radio Network. than a century, Arkansans have come to Oaklawn to play, to bet, and to win. Now, we're coming to you. Introducing Oaklawn Sports, the new mobile betting app from Oaklawn. Bet anywhere in Arkansas. Download the app on Apple and Google Play and take advantage of first bet insurance up to $250. Oaklawn Sports, Arkansas's trusted brand. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. 
You don't stay in business for 95 years unless you're doing something right. McGuire's Barbecue is still going strong after 95 years with delicious barbecue and all the fixings, plus their hand-rolled tamales. And Philip McGuire is still smoking meat and ribs. They're still offering their signature tamale spread, too. Visit their new location at 9219 Stagecoach Road in Little Rock, still using the original McGuire's Barbecue sauce recipe from 1928. Stop in from 11 to 7 on weekdays and 11 to 8 on weekends. Life is short, and if we spend our time suffering with pain and it takes away our joy, that's not a very good way to live. He's right. It's hard to be happy when you're in constant pain. QC Kinetics patient Chad admits the chronic pain in his knee really robbed his quality of life. When I was going to the traditional doctor and getting the pain pills, my smile wasn't as big as it usually is. Going to my high school reunion on crutches, it was awful. But then Chad visited QC Kinetics. He experienced the real power behind natural regenerative treatments. Using healing properties from his own body, QC Kinetics was able to restore and repair damaged tissue, finally giving Chad lasting relief with no drugs, no surgery, and no downtime. And I'm feeling on top of the world because of QC Kinetics. Learn how advanced regenerative medicine can help your body heal itself at QC Kinetics. Call now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. Welcome back to The Zone in the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio on the Buzz Radio Network with Justin Eckrey and Wes Moore. To see the show tonight And there's a light on Heavy glow By the way I tried to say I'd be there Waiting for Danny the girl Is singing songs to me Beneath the marquee Arkansas outfielder Jace Borfin joins the zone thanks to fence brokers and Bryant. Slider drilled deep right field. Look at that ball go. You got to get out of here. Borfin with a go-ahead home run in the eighth inning. The Hogs are back in front. Borfin is a leading hitter for Arkansas and has been named a National Player of the Week this year. The pitch is just crushed. Deep to right field, over the scoreboard, over the hunt center. Oh my gosh, that ball bounced nearly in the lake. Jay's Borfin hit that ball 500 miles. Fence Brokers provides Arkansas with the largest inventory, quality products, and superior service. They are the experts. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. Schosenberger held on by the shortstop, Silva, on the other side of the base. Borfin swings and drives the pitch to deep center field. Back goes Nunez. He's at the wall. That's out of here. Chase Borfin, straightaway center field. A two-run go-ahead homer. The first base hit for the Razorbacks today puts them in front. All right, let's bring in Jace Borfin now, and that's how it sounded on the Learfield Sports Network yesterday as Jace hit a monster shot up the batter's eye in center field. It was a beautiful shot. Jace, welcome back. One last time, sadly, but uh, great to have you again, man. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Buddy, we're okay. I think uh, I can hear the disappointment in your voice, and you only said a few words there. We're all disappointed, too. I think we were all really looking forward to being in Fayetteville next weekend, but uh, certainly you guys and your efforts, especially through all the adversity you faced this year, you're to be applauded for what you guys were able to accomplish this year. Um, obviously, TCU is really good, and Coach Van Horn said that. What were your, I guess, sort of parting thoughts there as you guys uh, unfortunately came up short against a team that's certainly riding a wave right now? Yeah, obviously it's very um, disappointing. You know, we, our season came to an end yesterday. Um, ran to a really good team in TCU. Um, they were pretty much firing, firing in all cylinders. Um, they can really swing it. They can pitch, man. Um, so they're going to be a really tough team to beat, whoever. Um, they got playing, they play in the state, so they're going to be a tough challenge for them and whoever else they keep winning. Um, but as a season the whole, um, I thought our team, man, we grinded all season long, overcame adversity, whatever it was put in our face, um, with all the injuries we had guys stepping up um i think it just kind of speaks to just the team morale and the chemistry like kind of like, like i say all the time of just guys just wanting to go out there and, and just win for one another um but i could be more proud of this team 
You know, it, our thought process, I guess, going into yesterday after you guys beat Santa Clara to stay alive was that it was going to take a Herculean effort to find a way to beat this TCU team the way they had things rolling. Did you guys feel a lot of pressure going into yesterday? We kind of had nothing to lose. Um, you know, they were in the driver's seat. Um, we were going to have to come in there and, you know, take it from them. So we knew our backs were against the wall. Um, I thought we competed really well. I know we gave it our all. And so um, I think that going into it, it was just, you know, let's just enjoy this game. You know, we're gonna, we know we can win this game. Let's just try to get to this game. And when we get to the next one, we'll see what happens. And uh, like I said, we gave it all we did. Um, just came up short. When you hit the home run, it was a monster shot. I think 425 or 430, something like that, they said. I don't know what the official was. But um, was that uh, the longest one you hit this year, or did you have one longer this season? Thanks. Uh, or no, I think the ball hit off the um, Tennessee. I think it went over the scoreboard. I think that was the longest one. But that one yesterday felt <laughs> really good off the bat. Um, I, I knew it was gone, but you just never know with with the wind and it's dead center, so it's kind of hard to judge sometimes. Yeah, the ball's flying out of the park like crazy. In fact, there were more home runs in the regional in Fayetteville than any other regional, so I guess it wasn't shocking that uh, that you guys had a couple yesterday. It was kind of it was cool to see you guys go back-to-back as well. So my question will be, that was the last home run you're going to hit this season. Is that the last home run you're going to hit as a Razorback, do you think? See uh, what happens in the next couple months, but I hope not. Jace, when you hit that home run and then Wagner followed up with that home run, uh, the place was going crazy. You could just feel the momentum shift. Was it that next TCU pitcher that came in, is he the one who kind of changed that game? <laughs> yeah, that guy was uh, that guy was unbelievable. Really tough at bat for lefties and righties. Um, just came from a crossfire approach. Um, he was pounding the zone, uh, and he was, he was mixing there towards the end, so... Uh, it was a really tough and uncomfortable bat. He threw really well. We talked about this a little bit already, but I'm just curious again when you look back at the season and what what you guys were able to accomplish as the you know number three national seed going into the postseason. I mean, what's the what's the I guess the final word on this season from your perspective? It's kind of hard to come to terms right now just with the season being over, just because you know I love this team so much. Um, this is the closest team I've ever been with. Just how we came together so close early. And just, it was just really rewarding to see the guys that, you know, didn't play as much, you know, early on the season. And then with some injuries that, that came, you know, they stepped up and got their shot. And it was just like pure joy in everyone's face. You could just see throughout the entire team when everyone would just do something good, you know, they would really know like selfishness throughout the team. <clears throat> uh, but I don't know. I just stuff to just close this chapter just because like, I love the team so much. Will you watch the Super Regionals College World Series? Is it possible for you to watch those? Yeah, I think so. Um, I love watching baseball and enjoying watching it with some friends and family. So I'll probably be doing that. Um, you know, I just wish we were playing in it, though. Yeah, we do too. Mm. You, uh, you're a guy that's, you know, we just alluded to that too. I mean, you're going to have some options after this season. You clearly, it sounds like, not only enjoyed this team, but you're really loving the college experience. Unbelievable. I mean, I'm just so blessed and honored to play at a university such as Arkansas with the fan base being so passionate. Um, just coming to all the games throughout the season. You know, it's not like football where there's only so many games at home and there's not very many games in the season. Like, these Razorback fans, they come to all 60, 61 games this year. You know? I mean, we got 30-something plus at home, and even when we're away, man, they're traveling. They're right there with us. So, I mean, the college experience is awesome. Meeting new friends, developing relationships that will last a lifetime with the coaching staff as well. Uh, <clears throat> it, it's just so special. When you know, we talked before this last week about what your expectations were for the experience because you guys had to go on the road last year for the postseason. You know, we got people lining up uh, over a week in advance to get into the hog pen to get first dibs on spots. Did the experience live up to the expectation? Every bit of it and more. Um, it was just so loud this weekend, man. I mean, we were playing day games at two o'clock, and it felt like it was a night game and just 
and then just the juices were flowing. The crowd was just so into the game. Um, the hot calls gave me chills and I was out in the field. And it, it was a really cool experience. What is your eligibility status? Uh, I'm, a, I'm a true junior right now. So next year would be a true senior year for me. So you were you were in high school for COVID, is that right? You don't have a COVID year. Correct. So my senior year was 2020, and then my first year of college is 2021. Okay. I'd love to see in a Razorback uniform again, but I will tell you that I'm really looking forward to not having the COVID year to account for anymore. <laughs> because for those of us who are trying to keep up with what the roster is going to look like next year, it has been quite the challenge. Yeah. So uh, it'll be nice we don't have to mess with that anymore. Um, there was a very poignant moment at the end of the game after it was over, Jason. Saw Brady Slavens go out and touch the years of the postseason appearances for Arkansas. I'm getting kind of choked up thinking about it now. Mm-hmm. It was a cool moment. Um, you know, when you you know there are guys that are leaving, don't have options to come back. Um, what was it like, you know, being around those guys last night, knowing that was it? Yeah, it's it's really tough, man. Watching that video, Brady just like you said, kind of get choked up about it. I mean. What a great player and a great human being he is. Uh, he's done so much for this program over the last three years, coming up in some big moments. Um, then you got guys, you know, transferring in, like, you know, John Bolton, Jared, Jared Wagner, and guys like that. I mean, you just, you want to you wanna win so bad because, you know, they came to the University of Arkansas to get to Omaha. And when we fall short like that, it just, it just sucks even more because you just see the look on their face. And, you know, they're super thankful and, and and blessed to you know be in the situation, um, and you know they just care so much, and it, it just sucks sometimes when you can't get to the Omaha with those guys. But I mean, for them coming in here and playing the way they did, um, and giving getting through all the program is super special. Jace, what are you hearing about the draft? Uh, whether are teams telling your advisor, uh, what's kind of the word you're getting? Um, honestly, I haven't heard much, uh, but I, I don't know. Um, because I really just haven't like talked to my advisor much, just because the season and whatnot. Just wanted to focus on that. Um, but hopefully, I'll hear more here once since the season's over. Should we start a one more year chant now, or should we just <laughs> let you do your thing? <laughs> we'll, we'll let you work through the process. We won't bother you there. Um, too much. Yeah, not too much. I mean, we'll send you texts occasionally. I mean, it's it's not going to be too bad. But anyway. <laughs> Jace, what what is the highlight of the year for you? The highlight of the year for me, man, it's just winning that SEC regular season championship. I mean, I know we're co-champs, but, I mean, it's still a championship. I think that just speaks to, you know, just the the willingness and the grittiness and the resiliency of this team there. I mean, like I said, we overcame so much with adversity and then the injury part. I mean, winning that, it's so hard to win the SEC anyways. Um, and doing it banged up with these guys is something that's, I think, probably the best part of the season. Well, Jace, we're going to let you go one last time here. Obviously, we'd love to talk to you again, uh, you know, next season or you know, once you make your decision and, and get you back on again. But got to thank Fence Brokers and Chris Walker, and uh, it was great to get their support and be able to do this every week with you. It was a real treat for us, and I want to congratulate you on a fantastic season and a great individual performance through the year as well. And glad you, uh, you know, while we hated it, it was over. You got to go out with a home run in your final game there. So uh, look forward to seeing whatever it is is up for you next year. What was it like being yeah. on, on the on-deck circle? I, I forgot to ask you. That is that bittersweet? I mean, you're that close to getting one more bat, but you don't want to make your final out, right? And your career, I, what was that scenario like? I was just I was just hoping I'd get one more bat there at Bomb Walker. Um, and you know, it didn't, didn't happen, but I was just on the on-deck circle just trying to take it all in, just knowing that was my last game of the season there. So, um it was it was cool, but it was just kind of sad at the same time. But we can get you about another 140 or so next season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, listen, thanks again, Jace. I really appreciate it, man. You've been great, really, really good, and uh, very honest and, and uh, forthcoming. And, again, thanks to Fence Brokers, and we'll talk to you again uh, at some point down the road here. On the radio station. Yep. All right. Thanks, man, so much. Appreciate it. I don't know why uh, every answer he gave me it seemed like he broke up at the beginning. Is yeah, it was like. But it, every time you asked him a question, it was uh, fine. Was it me? No, I, there's nothing we did here. That's just his phone. But like, I know it was weird. It seemed like when I asked him a question, he he would like it would get garbled a little bit, and he, yeah. then he'd be fine. But every time you asked a question, he could he would start right out clear. It was weird. Hmm. You get the know. magic touch. I don't know. 
Anyway, what true a, competitor. Yeah. I liked it, that answer he gave about being on yeah. the on deck circle because you don't want to make the last out of the season. Sure, but you want to be at the bat, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah, for sure. He wanted it. Well, I mean, and it's a twelve four game too. It's not like there was true. a whole lot of pressure. Yeah. You're just going up there to have one more drink and one more experience. It's like walking up eighteen. And I guess in this case, you're down by 10 strokes, and you know there's no chance. <laughs> yeah. But it's better to obviously walk up to 18 when you're up by yeah. seven or eight strokes, and you know you're gonna you're gonna you know you could five putt and still win. No pressure, but it is. Uh, it would have been nice to drink it in one more time. I was watching Kentucky, Indiana, and the kid that made it's four to two. Runner on first makes the last out. I mean, he just went to the ground, crumpled over. Yeah. You know, just they had to pull him off. Yeah, it's tough that. to finish yeah. the seat, be the last, You know, the guy that makes the last out. No doubt. Ten fifty. We got to hit a break, and we'll come back in just a minute. Wrap up our first hour. Big O Tires has got some great stuff for you right now. Two locations: Big O Tires, Cabot and Conway. And uh, Cabot, it's Prospect Court, right in front of Kroger and Conway. They're on Hark Rider. They've got a great selection of tires. Of course, they got the Big O Tire also. Uh, and keep in mind that Big O Tires uh, can work on your vehicle too. Big O Tires has the greatest and the latest technology uh, to make sure that your car will be up and running in tip-top shape. Uh, Big O Tires, the team we trust. MMA fans, the UFC returns to Brewskies, and the action starts Saturday, June 10th at 9 p.m. with UFC 289. Amanda Nunes takes on Irene Aldana, and former champ Charles Oliveira returns to the ring. So grab a table at Brewskies and get something good to eat while you watch the fight in the bar, head down the basement, and party with J.J. Wilson, the DJ, and UFC 289. VIP sections with bottle service are available. Follow the link at brewskiespubandgrub.com and reserve your VIP section today. It's UFC 289, Saturday, June June 10th at 9 p.m. at Brewski's. It's Justin Acre for Certipro Painters. We're all getting ready for summer, and if you want to spruce up your home for summer, Certipro Painters could be the answer you're looking for. Each Certipro Painters business is independently owned and operated. Schedule your free estimate at Certipro.com. That's Certa with a C. If you're thinking about getting a paint job done for the interior or exterior of your home, you need to hurry up and get on the schedule soon because it's filling up quickly. So plan for your next project. You'll be happy you did. Cleanliness, thoughtfulness, and attention to detail. You'll get all of it with my friends at Certipro Painters. So get them scheduled for your project today. This is the Pigskin Preacher, bringing you the word. As the tributes poured in for Jim Brown upon his death at the age of 87, it was noted that this greatest running back of them all in his day was bigger than most offensive linemen and faster than most wide receivers. Ernie Accorsi, Brown's GM from 1985 to 92, tells of watching Brown destroy the Colts with 178 yards rushing and five TDs. Colts coach Weeb Eubank had noticed Brown was tipping plays by which hand he lined up with in the dirt. It didn't matter. Colts linebacker Dick Shemansky said, Coach, I knew where he was going, but I couldn't catch him or tackle him. In Jim Brown's amazing career, few could. Come on by Double B's this week for some snacky treats, home-cooked vittles, and refreshing beverages. You'll be in and out in no time and on your way to face the day. Double B's. It's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Double B's. Greatness doesn't happen overnight. It takes time, focus, and dedication. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that because we've put in the hard work and dedication for decades. And that commitment has paid off with award-winning customer service for your auto, home, and life insurance. See shelter agent Todd Matthews in Benton, Matt Steele in Bryant, or Gary Elmore in Lone Oak today. Alzheimer's disease affects over 6 million Americans. While there is no cure, there are steps you can take to reduce your risk and improve brain health. Steps include regular exercise, eating a healthy diet, staying socially engaged, and challenging your brain with new activities. If you or a loved one are experiencing memory loss or other symptoms of Alzheimer's, seek medical attention right away. Join us in the fight against Alzheimer's. Learn more at healthyar.info forward slash bold. A message from the Arkansas Department of Health. You're back in the zone, live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio on the Buzz Radio Network and online at 1037thebuzz.com. I'm on an island. 
in our first hour. Appreciate Jace Worf and giving us a little extra time today. That was great. And uh, we had a long debate, obviously, about Razorback baseball, a little bit about golf, and some folks went away in on the PGA Tour stuff here. Actually, we got nothing about baseball and everything about golf. It's pretty huh. funny. Lee has been a big live-backer all along. I remember some of his other Asher Record Live fan feedback. Huge day for golf and his fans. Been singing all along. Liv wasn't going to go anywhere. Bad day for Rory after his collapse on Sunday. Huge win for Greg Phil and Liv Golfers. Apparently, PGA Golfers had no word on this. Or the announcement. Seen some PGA tweets this morning saying, I turned that money down for this to just happen. Glad they're all together, and this will create more high-caliber events with the prize money, not the same boring PGA attorneys. Shorts in golf are fully back. I will say this. I have no issue with guys wearing shorts in golf at all. That is one old-school tradition that I don't have a problem with going away, although there are probably some old heads that would have an issue with that. Uh, I'm with you on the one part. I definitely want to see all the guys back together. And this has zero negative impact on Rory other than he missed out on millions and millions of dollars, which here's the good news for him. Like John Rahm once famously said, is $400 million more million going to change my life? Not really. That's how Rory feels, I'm sure, too. He's been rich for a long time. So these guys on the Live Tour that got the big money, do they get paid this big check at once, or are they getting paid a little bit every year? And that's will they continue, if that's the case... Will they continue to get that money? It's a good question. I don't know. And also, when the money comes from a foreign entity, how does that work for tax purposes? I have no clue. It's where you collect the check. Yeah. Yes. Can you set up residency there? Because I'm sure they wouldn't have to pay taxes on it then. Uh, I actually don't know that at all. Austin says the PGA Tour convinced many of its players that taking Saudi money was immoral, but now the PGA Tour is merging with Live, creating a new entity with Saudi's sovereign wealth fund as the only outside investor. The players that turned down the money must be pissed. Biggest winner, Phil Mickelson and Dustin Johnson. Biggest losers, Rory and Rom. And again, we're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars versus $100 million. I mean, what's Rory's net worth? A couple 300? A couple hundred? Whatever? Yeah. I don't know. He missed out. He did, but I mean, again, they're also. I mean, at what point do you but go? They also, I'm rich enough. Live with their conscience. They made the decision. Yeah, and this was my decision. I, and I don't think and, Phil's a bad person because of that. He went to the Live Tour. I don't think any of these guys are evil over it. I mean, it, it's just it was too much money not to chase. I get it. I just wanted to see the guys. I was pissed because people who acted like the PJ Tour is being, you know, ridiculous about fighting back. I'm like, it's a competing tour. They are stealing their players. Don't be dumb. And also, I want to see those guys play, too. I don't care about the money side of it. I just want to watch the guys golf. Ricky says on Ash Record Live Fan Feedback, of course, uh, you start out talking about the draw Arkansas got in their regional. Stop, Wes. Tired of excuse after excuse. Why even say that? Who else would they get? I told you I was mad. I'm blaming everybody. That's part of when you're mad, you're angry, you lash out at everything. This is golf, and then it's about baseball. Um, why shouldn't Arkansas draw them as a 2 seed? They're close to Arkansas. Um, that was my point too. That's not fair. Top recruiting class facilities and everything else you need. You should be in the World Series every year. No excuse. And how about you, PGA fanboys today? Crow is for lunch. Huge day for golf. Uh, I'm still a PGA fanboy. Uh, sorry, but I'll take the live money to help it. Supplement. You don't stay in business for 95 years unless you're doing something right. McGuire's Barbecue is still going strong after 95 years with delicious barbecue and all the fixings, plus their hand-rolled tamales. And Philip McQuarrie is still smoking meat and ribs. They're still offering their signature tamale spread, too. Visit their new location at 9219 Stagecoach Road in Little Rock. Still using the original McQuarrie's Barbecue sauce recipe from